Stop inviting me. Stop trying to be social with me. Yeah, everyone shut the fuck up. It's the morning. Jesus. I'm trying to have my coffee. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're recording. Are we? Hello everyone, and welcome to Lyle's ASMR chat. Um, if you pledge on my Patreon, I'll send you a, um, an audio nude. <laughs> This is me throbbing. <laughs> no, I say that's going in. Uh, <laughs> welcome to So to Speak. <laughs> okay. I don't know what came over me. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, it actually reminds me of... You know, for, for the shit show that was 2020... Um, you know, I gotta hand it to you, man, for coming up with the funniest joke ever. So, um, when this virus fucking hit, we no one really knew like how to adapt into a world where like everyone's getting infected, and like we really got you know there was a big scare as to how deadly it actually was. And don't get me wrong, it's still. Uh, uh, very dangerous, and you should take every precaution possible. I feel but, like we've gone through at least 15 lockdowns already. Yeah, well, no, but the point I'm trying to get at is, is that, so, the first time we ever locked down, you actually kind of evacuated from the city of Toronto and went back to your country home to just spend time with your dad. Yeah, I was gone for, like, half a year. Yeah, I had the apartment basically to myself, so, um... And we, we didn't see each other in person. We talked every day, but we didn't see each other in person for three months. And then when we finally did, uh, I kind of, I was looking for kind of a mini vacation. So I hopped a train and I came out to see you and see, and got to see the town you're initially from. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah, and then, uh, we were in a, in the group chat we're a part of, uh, we're like, yeah, Lyle and I, it's the first time Lyle and I have seen each other in three months. And then. I think uh, our buddy David cracked a gay joke, which, you know, it's it's cool. So he cracked a gay joke, and then you responded, check out, a, yeah, check out our OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, because we, we took a picture together, and it's like, why did you get married already? It's yeah, like, yeah, it's it was a class, you know, David pulled this classic, you know, get a room joke, and then like, and then you responded. Get a room, get, a, get an OnlyFans subscription. <laughs> I hadn't laughed that I hadn't laughed so hard, like yeah. at the time or since. So kudos to you for coming up with the funniest joke of 2020. Yeah. But you know, onward oh, and upward, it's a, it's a, it's a new year. So um, you know what's interesting? I don't know, Evan. What's interesting? I'm a sucker for pointless trivia or oh, random facts. Yeah, me so. Too. Oh, you, you, some, you are? Some, sometimes I'll watch a fucking movie, and I will just, like, go on INDB and search the trivia while I'm watching it, just to get a get a feel of what it was like to shoot the thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Hold on a second. Occasionally, we, we'll, we'll, like, talk about random facts on the show. It has to do with relevance we're talking about. But today, we're just gonna spout off a bunch of shit that doesn't really apply to anything, like, in particular, so, um, 
Oh. I'm just kind of just jumping all over the place, and uh, I'm reading off a list uh, that I have in front of me. But uh, I'll if something else, if, if a random fact comes to mind, I'll throw it in here. Okay. So, uh, take, take first fact: take the charge. Did you know, Lyle, that the Easter Island's heads have bodies? Oh yeah, I do. Actually. Yeah. The iconic stone heads protruding from the ground on Easter Island are familiar to most, but many don't realize what lies beneath the surface. In the tens, I guess that's like the, like over a, like almost 2,000 years ago, the ar archaeologists studying the hundreds of stone statues on the Pacific Island excavated two of the figures, revealing full torsos, which means, which measures as high as 33 feet. Jesus. Yeah. From what? So, yeah. Yeah, I, I already get, like, this unpleasantly uncomfortable vibe when I see an Easter Island head, just because they are quite large. Like, Oh, yeah. And the fact that they're an additional, like, they, they I think they're about, like, 10 feet tall or something, yeah. so then now there's an additional 20, 25 feet to them. That's kind of, like, eerie. Hey, did you ever see that meme where it's, like, if Easter, if, like, you know, Easter Island's at one end of the world and Stonehenge is at the other end of the world, that, and if, like, the Stonehenge... Uh, if the stone hedge is the toes of the Easter Island heads, then their heads are sticking out like one end of the earth. No, Have you seen that meme? Yeah. That's kind of cute. I don't really equate Stonehenge to toes, though. Oh, okay. I, I always thought they were like weird pagan, like dominoes. They are. That was, it was kind they of a joke. to play a game with dominoes. It's like, <laughs> yeah. how can we take this yeah. from here to this level? Yeah. <laughs> I've always, I, I, I kind of want to check out Stonehenge at some point. Oh, sure. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Easter Island. I just think, I think the reason why they, 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 they have torsos that we can't see is that they must have built them, but over time, like, the sheer weight of the rock must have, like, dug them, it, they must have sunk over time. Yeah, now. I, I don't imagine the earth in, um, the Easter Island is, like, really solid. Now, that's. Polynesian territory, right? Easter I, Island. I'm not sure where it is, but yeah. maybe. Yeah, I think it is because you know, or either that or some ancient extinct culture. Wouldn't make probably not Atlanteans because that's like another ocean. Atlanteans don't exist. <laughs> Atlanteans don't exist. No. Um. I mean, maybe a long ancient time ago, but like they don't. Okay. Not around anymore. Okay, so uh, uh, before we it's... move on to our next fact, um. I actually kind of want to talk a little bit about someone the should, the some, Bermuda Triangle. Some dumb dumb should have gave them gum. Okay, gum. no. So do you know what the issue with the Bermuda, the Bermuda Triangle is? Um, people keep disappearing. Yeah, no. It's a it's a it's a region between the Bermuda Triangle, as we know, is a region between Bermuda, the Bahamas, and the and the southwest and the southeastern coast of Florida, I believe, where it's. Boats and airplanes have this weird habit of disappearing there. The only issue is, um, uh, I want to refer you guys to a YouTuber named uh, Lemino. He made this excellent uh, video, like debunking the hysteria around the Bermuda Triangle. Because the reason why Atlantis made me think of the Bermuda Triangle is because a lot of people thought that uh, whatever all the ships and planes that were going through uh, this area kept disappearing and they thought it was like a teleportation ray or some kind of death ray from Atlantis and um although it's actually not clear as to what causes the disappearance and the, the fact the re, uh, the fact of the matter is that boats have disappeared in the Atlantic Ocean and historians have said yeah it was the Bermuda Triangle that caused them to disappear but 
the sh one particular ship got blamed by the Bermuda Triangle for disappearing, but that ship disappeared in the North Atlantic Ocean, which is nowhere near the Bermuda Triangle. So anyways, uh, on to our next fact. Um, a couple of these have to do with space. Um, oh, cool. The moon has moonquakes. Uh, just as Earth has earthquakes, the moon has, yeah, you guessed it, moonquakes. Your moonquakes bring all the boys to the yard. Oh, like, God. <laughs> it's better than yours. Damn right. It's better than yours. I can teach you, but you'll have to bring a space force up. <laughs> Take it up with, uh, the Trump administration. Or, what, what, what Trump administration? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I am funny today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, so... Okay, so, um, what was that, guys? You're talking less, about moons. Yeah, so, quite. um, less common and less intense than the shakes that happen on Earth, moonquakes are believed by the U.S. Geological Survey scientists to occur, to occur due to tidal stresses connected to the distance between the Earth and the moon. Um, this next, this next one has to do with the human body, um, Goosebumps are meant to ward off predators. Why do human beings get goosebumps? Why do we get goosebumps? In this psychological reaction, small muscles detached to individual body hairs contract, which contract, which leads to hair to stand on end. We inherited this ability from our ancestors in part as a way for our then coat of body hair to ca to capture air beneath it and in that way, retain heat. But as uh, George A. Bubinik, I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly, George A. Bubinik. Bubinik, whatever. That's a funny name. Yeah. Bubinik, 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 Bubinik. Um, a psychologist, he was a psychologist and professor of zoology at the University of Guelph in Ontario, uh, Canada. No, not too far from where we are. Um, he explained to the Scientific American, um, it also caused our ancestors to appear bigger than they were, helping us ward off predators when they were frightened or on the defense. With modern humans having less body hair, goosebumps no longer cause us to look that much more uh, intimidating for pieces of... Yeah. So, essentially, human, uh, Homo sapiens, you, or the uh, primitive humans had way more hair than we initially did. Uh, Neanderthals had more yeah, hair. Okay. Neanderthals had more hair so that every time Neanderthals got intimidated by a predator, it would kind of be like, almost like, I guess, a porcupine where, like, the hair kind of stands up. Man, and they... like, that's lame. Armadillo armadillos can curl into balls. Peacocks can flare their feathers to make them look bigger than they are. Nah. But like human beings, our hair just stands up on ends. Well, that, we have something in common with like like Spider Man. Infinity <laughs> War. Yeah, we also Spider Man. Actually, have uh, you ever been around a cat that is like physically agitated? Because here's how cat. Have you ever seen Have you ever seen a cat get physically agitated? I'm not a cat person. So yeah, well, yeah. I've been around cats. My I know whole you have. Life. Yeah, no, I've been around cats my whole life. So. If a cat, you know how like when cats, if they see something they don't like or something that spooks them, like their backs will arch up, their, their the fur on their tail will become extremely puffy. It's a, it's their state of defense. Um, so cats kind of have a similar thing mm -hmm. going on. Oh, uh, so in our pizza episode, we talked about whether or not pineapple goes on pizza. Once again, I don't fucking care. Throw pineapple on pizza if you want to. Grow up. Do your thing. I'm so sick of people ending friendships over this. 
I, mean, I think I like pineapple. Yeah, but it's I, I don't mind it. Like I've had pineapple on pizza before. So what about what about pineapple? Okay, pineapple works as a natural meat tenderizer. The yeah. fruit is packed with the enzyme brom brom bromelain. Am I saying that right? Bromelain. 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 So. Pineapple is packed with an enzyme called bromelain, which breaks down protein chains, making it an ideal marinade for meats when you don't have a lot of time. Uh, but for the same, but for the same reason, pineapple does not work for jams or jellies, since the enzyme breaks mm. down gelatin as well. The bromelain is so strong that pineapple processors have to wear protective gloves; otherwise, over time, the enzyme eats away at their skin. Or on their face and hands, Jesus. leaving dry skin and small sores. If you need to pick, yeah. so basically that, that, that makes sense because like if you ever go to like a buffet restaurant, yeah, it's highly like recommended that you eat pineapple first because yeah. it builds up your stomach acids. Oh yeah, for sure. It, it's so it has so many enzymes. Also, um, it helps uh, d uh, digestion. I've also worked in uh, the produce section of a grocery store for a while, and. Um, there is such a thing that I've actually come to learn uh, through painful experience called pineapple rash. Because, mm. you know, we, we cut pineapples uh, quite regularly. And, yeah, no, it, it really does. It really can't. If you get a lot of it, like, pineapple is especially very slimy. Or it feels that way. And if that slime gets on your skin over a long period of time, it can leave you with a rash. And mm. it's not and it's not comfortable at all. Uh, I didn't know this. Oh, yeah, no. Now, I know it, now you've heard of pineapple rash. Maybe that's why people don't like pineapples. Like, they can eat you alive. Pineapples are also, like, uh, particularly sweet. Like, if you're, like, sensitive to sweetness, then uh, it also so, is so kind of like thing. I, the only thing I don't like about pineapple is just you have, the way you have to carve it. Yeah. Like you have to cut the top off, and then you have to carve everything out, cut yeah. it in slices. It's like a, it's almost like a human dip. It's like a difficult melon or something. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of the the human body, human beings are the only animals that blush. Uh, we are also believed to be the only animal that feels embarrassment, a complicated emotion requiring understanding others' opinions and other factors. Charles Darwin called blushing the most peculiar and most human of all expressions, while Mark Twain said, man is the only animal that blushes or needs to. Uh, that makes sense, because it's almost like a social construct. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, um, there's only a handful of creatures on this planet that have sex uh, for spe specifically for pleasure. Like, there's the only other animal I can think of that does that are, I think... Some species of monkey have sex for pleasure, and dolphins have sex for pleasure, too. Also, uh, fun fact, dolphins can be gay, and dolphins are capable of infidelity. Those, those greedy bastards. Yeah, no, you know, swans are... Um, my, swans or dolphins? Swans and dolphins are apparently incap uh, capable of infidelity, too. Um, yeah, and dogs. Oh, oh, dogs are capable of infidelity? Oh, sure. Then you want... Yeah. I actually, um, it's quite common for many uh, male animals to have multiple sexual partners. So the, the animal kingdom has a very patriarchal way to it. It's, it's messed up, man. But then again, I'm more of the monogamous type, so what do I know? <laughs> um, Run and gun. Yeah. <laughs> the feeling... Uh, another fact... The feeling of getting lost inside a mall is known as Gruen transfer. I didn't even know this. 
Like um, grew from Despicable Me. No, like, read this. Like, G-R-U-E-N. Grew and grew and transfer. This actually kind of reminds me of, uh... I, I did get lost in a mall when I was, like, five oh, yeah, or six. So, so it's, it's scary. Um... We've all heard of, we've all heard how casinos are designed to deliberately disorient visitors, causing them to lose track of time and where exactly they are. I didn't know that either, but that makes sense. But did you know that there is a sing, uh, similar strategy behind the design of shopping malls as well? Officially known as Gruen Transfer, this phenomenon was named after Austrian architect Victor Gruen, who identified how an intentionally confusing layout could lead to consumers spending more time and money in a shopping venue, though he would later disavow the approach. If you want to... Yeah, so... Hmm. Basically, shopping malls are designed like mazes deliberately so that you'll spend more time uh, browsing. Hmm, I see. That yeah, actually, I mean, like, I don't, I, I, I don't usually get lost in malls anymore, but like, I, I kind of see what they're going for. Well, I mean, like, um, do you ever feel uh, overstimulated when you're in a mall? Uh, all, all the fucking time. Um, I, I worked in uh, a couple of malls uh, throughout my life too, just in retail jobs and shit. So uh, lucky. Yeah, what do you mean lucky? Yeah. Uh, it seems cushy to me. I mean, uh, if you've ever worked at Eaton Center, it's kind of... Eaton Center, for those of you around the world, it's the biggest shopping... One of the biggest shopping malls in Canada. Not the biggest. Edmonton Mall's way Oh, yeah, no. The, the West Edmonton Mall apparently is the biggest mall in the world. It, it's one of them, yes. One of them. But, yeah, no. Toronto Eaton Center is one of the biggest shopping malls in Toronto, at least. So, mm -hmm. basically... The mall has like four levels to it. It's kind of this vertic vertical. It's almost design. It's designed. It's all. It's it. The mall is literally in the lobby of two office towers. So it's mall. But there's so much activity going on. It almost. Uh, I'm trying to think of what to compare it to. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, but it's very confusing. Um, and it unfortunately because it's it's in a it's in a neighborhood of the city that is un that is unfortunately right near uh, homeless shelters and detox and the, the biggest detox center in Toronto. Um, and it's also near St. Michael's. Uh, there are a lot of uh, drug addicts and homeless people that that commune around there. So, um, if I had a nickel for every time we had to ban a homeless person. Um, we, uh, I'd have a lot of nickels. <laughs> oh, I could give those nickels to the homeless people. Yeah, no, if I had a nickel for every time we had to ban a homeless person. Well, it doesn't matter, because malls are going extinct, because online shopping is a billion times better. Do you think so? Um, I, I wonder mean, how, like, um, COVID, because COVID's already changing the way people go into malls, too. Um, anyways, uh, what's another fact that I find interesting? The hottest spot on the planet is in Libya. Specifically, the hottest spot ever recorded on Earth is El Azizia in Libya, where a temperature of 136 degrees Fahrenheit was recorded on September 13, 1922. While hotter spots have likely occurred in other parts of the planet at other times, this is the most scorching temperature ever formally recorded by a weather station. Hmm. Okay, Libya. Yeah. yeah, isn't that where the Sahara Desert is? Or am I Libya's in North Africa. Uh, yeah. I have to pull up a map, but uh, yeah, I believe that's where it is. 
Man, there's one climate I just never want to go to. I never want to go to a desert. No? No, because I get, like, I, I, I sweat very easily, and I, like, I, I run out of body water so quickly. Oh, yeah? That, like, I would... I know a desert isn't technically hot. It's more dry. Yeah. It's not like a summer out here where the humidity gets to you. It's more like... It's just, like, very dry and toasty. Yeah. And you probably would... Um... You, you probably wouldn't like L.A. because, uh, I mean, you, you probably would because, like, yeah, all Yeah, the, there's a lot to do in L.A. There, there's a lot to do, but it, it, it's literally built on a desert by the ocean. I'd, ra I'd rather go to L.A. than, like, the middle of, like, the Gobi Desert or something. You know where I want to go to the desert? I want to go to Dubai. That looks like a cool place. Okay. Probably looks fucking expensive, though. I wouldn't mind going to Nevada. Even though I'm not a huge fan of Las Vegas. Yeah, we were just talking about how like how casinos are designed specifically. Uh, if there's one, so you wouldn't mind going to Nevada. Uh, I would go to Vegas probably just to. Part of me like I wouldn't gamble too hard. Um, do you know the thing about with gambling is like you just That's the thing, Evan. You just set aside some money accordingly, and you basically just gamble responsibly. Nothing to it. I know that there's a big addiction issue with gambling, and people it's can get very, really wrapped up very in it. tempting. And I'm very, very frugal, so I wouldn't want that. Okay. Um, I hope you like puke humor, because rabbits can't puke. Unlike cats or, or other animals that can cough up hairballs when they digest too much fur and other indigestible materials, rabbits, rabbits are incapable of spewing. Their digestive system only goes one way, so furry critters swallow so the so the furry critters swallow plenty of roughage, which keeps them from moving in the which keeps them things moving in the right direction. Uh, I heard I didn't know that. Apparently, rats can't vomit either. Mm. Yeah. Lovely. Okay. Oh, so, you like M&M's, right? Yeah, they're pretty good. Do you know what the M's in M&M's stand for? Oh, I feel like I know. Pop quiz. Um, I'm not exactly sure. Um, it was named after the two businessmen who created the candy. Uh, Forced Mars and Bruce Murray. So, Mars and Murray, M&M's. Was the guy, was the Mars guy responsible for the Mars bar? Uh, I'll have to look that up. Uh, what, what, actually, what, what's his name? Uh, Bruce, uh, Forrest Mars. Forrest was spelled with two R's, For like Forrest Gump. Forrest on Mars? <laughs> That's actually a really cool name. Forrest I, Mars. I will not lie, Morris. That is a strong name. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, he created, he was best known for introducing the Milky Way bar and the Mars bar. Nice! As well as M&M's. Mr. Mars. Mars bars are delicious. They are. They're probably my favorite candy bar next to an they O. Were, Henry. They were, oh, oh uh, next to Henry? I actually, uh, oh, Henry's too nutty for me. But, uh, yeah, I love, um, I love, Mars bar was actually the first candy bar I ever tried. Uh, and this guy lived to to be ninety five years old too. Gee, damn, Forrest Mars, you are my hero. That's funny. You you are think the, the candy, savior? You, th you think that you think that uh, candy inventors would you know not be very long lived? But no, <laughs> no it's not like they eat candy every Friday. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> um, oh, uh, this is something that you spiritual peeps will like. The know. human body literally glows. 
It might be hard to see with your naked eye, but every one you pass by every day is literally glowing. The human body emits a small quantity of visible light. Visible in the technical sense, the illumination is about a thousand times less intense than levels of light that we have that we would actually be able to see. Researchers in Japan used a special camera to track this glow and found that it fluctuates throughout the day with the body emitting the lowest levels of light at around 10 a.m. and the highest levels at around 4 p.m. The rhythm the scientists a rhythm of the scientists attribute to the change is to the change is in one's metabolism. So uh, that actually makes a lot of sense considering how, like, bioluminescent, uh, how there's literally technology designed to detect body heat, like, infrared I was gonna shit. say, I was thinking of body heat. Yeah. And that sort of thing. I, was, I wasn't sure if they were synonymous with one another, but yeah. that's neat, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's, um, yeah, no, that, that, that's, that's really, that's really interesting. But, you know, we, uh, as a spiritual guy, like, uh, I do, I am a firm believer that we do have, uh... Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I do believe that, like, we have a light to us, um, so, um, so apparently, um, if your house or place of business has copper doorknobs, uh, you might get lucky in the COVID era because... Copper doorknobs are self-disinfecting. Copper and its alloys, such as brass, have been have been popular materials for manufacturing doorknobs. It turns out that this may this may not just because it turns out this may not just because the metal's hue makes it look nice. In fact, the material has been found to kill bacteria, according to one study from the National College of Kathmandu, Nepal. The metal ions denature protein of the target cells by blinding a reactive group. I, I, by the way, audience, I'm really sorry if I'm bad at reading all this, but um, no, your, your phone has a lot of cracks in it. Yeah, no. Unfortunately, but that's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the metal ions denature protein of the target cells by binding and reacting groups resulting in the precipitation. You, this is extremely technical. Like, the point <laughs> is... God damn it, copper is good, okay? Just accept it. <laughs> I don't have to break down the metaphysical properties of a metal to yeah. get the point across. Uh, I'm also running on very little sleep. Uh, oh, me too. We should call this the three-hour sleep Yeah, well, you show. you at least drink coffee. I don't, so... Oh, yeah, it helps. Yeah. It's also not good for you, Matt, because you told me that, like, you know, you'll have, like, uh, a pulsing heartbeat that feels like uh, oh, yeah. it's literally pumping, like, sand through your chest. I don't know if I said those exact words. You didn't know, but, like, that's how I would describe it. Yeah. Just a very rough, yeah. I know, so, like, whenever my alarm goes off, my heartbeat um, quickens by, like, t it gets faster. Now, okay, here's a fun, another fun fact about candy. Cotton candy was invented by a dentist. It is not known whether William Morrison had an ulterior motive for inventing the self-confection, but the dentist no doubt helped ensure others in his profession continued drawing in plenty of customers in 1897. He partnered with candy maker John C. Wharton to develop the cotton candy machine, which at the time was known as Fairy Floss, and it's been bringing kids cavities ever since. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh... I don't like cotton candy. No, I think it's okay. I mean, there's nothing to it. Yeah. And it's gone, like, uh, like right when you start to really enjoy it, it's gone. Because, you, you know, you, you, you can eat it really fast. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, whoa. Uh, this is kind of creepy. Fingernails don't grow after you die. Despite what you may have seen on other lists of random trivia, your fingernails and hair do not, in fact, continue to grow after you die. To grow, these must have a steady supply of, glu of glucose, which is cut off after the heart stops beating, preventing any other growth. In fact, the skin around the hair follicles and follicles. In fact, the skin around the hair follicles and nails dehydrates after death and partly retracts, which can make them appear longer. Well, I mean, fingernails are built out of dead cells, so that, since everything's dead, that it's is like, true. what is everyone, is every cell in your body just going to say, abandon ship, and yeah. just, like, become fingernails for no reason? Yeah. Uh, oh, here's a, an interesting fact. The English word with the most definitions is set, S-E-T. According to Guinness World Records, set has the largest number of meanings of any word in the English language, with 430 different senses listed in the 1989 edition of second edition of the Oxford English Dictionary. The word sets with the record with an entry of 60,000 words or 326,000 characters and no other English word has come close since. I can only think of like a couple definitions for the word set. I mean, obviously the first one that comes to mind is film set. A movie set. Um, something sets in uh set setting like set is oh this is this story is set in china or yeah, whatever setting or yeah what else sets uh i'm gonna set my cup down on the table the sun sets uh yeah the sun sets oh wow that's uh, kind of cool we, uh, we, yeah we came up with three yeah <laughs> yeah we can we, we can keep trying at another date yeah uh I, what the fuck? Uh, the dot over the lowercase i or j is known as a title or tittle? What the fuck? A tittle. A tittle. Okay. You know, it's not, yeah, it's with title, but it's like title, but with an extra t. Um, tittle. That tiny dot above the lowercase i and j letters is an, has an actual name. Tittle. It is thought that the phrase to a T is actually derived from the phrase to a tittle. I fr a phrase that was used in the same sense dating back to early 17th century. The first recordings of the phrase is in the 1607 play Woman Hater by Francis Beaumont and John Fletcher. In, in the line in which the line reads, I'll quote him to a tittle. Wow. Um... By the way, uh, you know what? It just occurred to me that uh, this is the last, so to speak, that in history where President Trump is going to be in office. So let's dedicate a fun fact to him. Uh, president Donald Trump is the uh, second president in U.S. history to not own a pet. Uh, the only other president before him was, I believe, a president named uh, Kemp. I guess I have to double check this, but um, yeah. So he's the only other president who hasn't had a pet. Yeah, no, every other president. Um, he doesn't strike me as an animal person. You yeah, he really doesn't. You ever seen that video of him trying to take a picture with an eagle? Yeah, the eagle fucking attacks him. And the eagle doesn't like him? Yeah. 
Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, no, so, yeah, Donald Trump after... Um, I have to look this up, but there's a, a really cool uh, historian on... you, or He's a, he, he's a history teacher. Uh, look up Mr. Bede. He actually did a whole video about this. It's called, like, Presidents and Their Pets. And apparently, like, um, it's very common for U.S. presidents to own, like, more than five pets, as crazy right. as that sounds. Why, why wouldn't Well, on, I mean... You're in the country. You well, can indulge in... Animals. You're in the country. I guess Washington D.C. is situated in the middle of nowhere. Like seriously, you'll be driving through like some really nice country land, and then bam, there's a city there. I don't know. Well, you remember when we drove to Washington, where like you know you're driving through like nonstop country, and then yeah, bam, it, it's it, just there. It, it there's no like suburb. Yeah, the capital is, is just kind of there. Like you're you're driving, and then whoop, you're in a major city. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I know uh, Trump is the second U.S. president uh, in history to not own a pet. Oh. Um, yeah, no, he doesn't. Yeah, no, he really doesn't strike me as an animal lover. Like I, I have seen that video where the bald eagle tries to fucking claw him. <laughs> um, What's another fact about Trump? Uh, he is the third uh, U.S. president in history to be impeached. Yeah, third president. Um, now, just want to clarify to our uh, listeners what impeachment actually means. Um, impeachment does not mean that the president gets removed from office. In fact, none of the presidents, as of this recording, none of the presidents uh, have been removed from office as a result of impeachment. The first two presidents before Trump to be impeached were Andrew Johnson, the successor of Abe, of Abe Lincoln, uh, and Bill Clinton. And um, neither of them were removed from office. Contrary to popular belief, Nixon wasn't removed from office as a result of impeachment. What happened was Watergate scandal went down and the Republican Party actually turned on him because... Uh, they're like, yeah, you uh, committed something really shady, so uh, if this goes to impeachment, we're not going to side with you, and you're going to get fired, and if you get fired, you're going to jail. So Nixon resigned, and his vice president, Gerald Ford, who then became president, uh, just basically pardoned him, and that was the end of that. So, But uh, as of this recording, uh, there are articles of impeachment uh, for Trump to be impeached a second time because of that shit that went down at the Capitol, you know, inciting insurrection is really, really bad. So yeah, fuck him. Um, <laughs> um, another fun presidential fact while we're on the topic, uh, I mentioned Gerald Ford. Do you know that Gerald Ford is the only president of the United States to have never been elected? Because, Richard Nixon's first vice president was a dude named Spiro Agnew. That is the... like. That, that's it, quite a name. No, Spiro Agnew. Like, I, I, I instantly think of Spiro, but it wasn't pronounced like Spiro, apparently. Or maybe some people pronounce it Spiro, I don't know. But I, as far as I know, it was pronounced Spiro Agnew. And that guy actually resigned due to uh, a corruption-related uh, matter as well. Gerald Ford was not elected by anyone because typically when you go to vote in the states, when you vote for the president and vice president, they're on the same ticket. So when Joe Biden won the 2020 election, not sorry for all you fact-denying freaks out there who think this election was stolen. Get the fuck over it. But anyway, so when 
Biden won the election. Kamala Harris uh, won the election, too, because when you vote for the president, you vote for the vice president. So Gerald Ford was actually never on any president. Actually, no. He was on the 1976 presidential ticket, but he got the job as president because he was appointed by Nixon as his vice president. Gerald Ford is the only president in history to never be actually formally elected by the people. He was appointed. So, and then he took the job after Nixon resigned, and then uh, he lost the obligatory 1976 uh, general election to Jimmy Carter, and the rest is history. So, So, how many more facts do you have? Sorry if that uh, kind of if that uh, you know fact uh, kind of got you down. I know you're not very into politics, but let's no, uh, not really. How I, many? Because I, I have three facts. To oh, divulge, but I'll save them till the end. Oh, um, we're kind of winding down here. Do you want to just state your facts? Okay, very well. Um, so are you familiar with Garfield? Uh, yeah, Garfield the cat. Love that little guy. Okay, so Garfield, in his animated uh, debut, was voiced by a voice actor named Lorenzo Music. Oh, I know this one. Yeah. I, I know if where you're you going If you watch Rick and Morty, you know this one. But Lorenzo Music, which is also a really good name. We got some good names this episode. Um, also did the voice of Dr. Peter Venkman in the real Ghostbusters cartoon. The animated Ghostbusters cartoon. Yeah, the animated one. Yeah. And what's funny is that... What's funny, Lyle? He's a, the Peter Venkman was played by Bill Murray, who later went on to do the voice of Garfield in the live-action film. That's so funny. It's just kind of a weird link between, like, two actors who aren't really that... Who aren't even... They're not even in, like, the same kind of, like, yeah. occupation. Like, one's a voice actor and one's a comedian. So. Uh, you know, uh... Uh, I'll give you a fun fact about the Garfield movie. We are, I think, I can't remember if we talked about this in our first episode, but we did talk about the Garfield movie in our first episode. Bill Murray signed on to that project without reading a script. He he saw um there he saw Cohen yeah no, to it. there is uh, the dude who wrote the Garfield movie is a dude named Joel Cohen, but it's not related to he's not related to the Cohen brothers. There is another writer. With a co with the Cohen name, so he thought it was one of the Cohen brothers who wrote the Garfield movie. So naturally, he signed on without reading a script, or and he literally because he was contractually obligated, he had to do a sequel, and he vowed to never like do another project without without reading a script again after that. I think. Yeah. Um, do you have any regrets, Mr. Murray? Garfield, <laughs> probably. You know, uh, Bill Murray is my dad's favorite comedian, and he hates Garfield with a fire. He, he doesn't hate Garfield. He doesn't really care for Garfield the character. He just hated <laughs> the movie with a passion. So Yeah, no, I think most people did. Yeah. All right. Uh, my second fact is about berries. Berries, Did huh? you know that bananas are considered berries? That was, I thought they were considered a stone fruit, but it does make sense that they would be considered berries. Because what classifies them as a berry? A berry is a fleshy fruit without a stone pit produced from a single flower containing one ovary. So this actually, this is a pretty broad definition. I'm going to read off some fruit that you probably wouldn't, fruit and vegetables that you probably wouldn't even think are uh, berries. Yeah. Grapes. I knew I knew grapes were berries. Currants, currants, yes. Tomatoes. Tomatoes are a type of berry. Who knew? Wow. Yeah, as well as cucumbers. Wow. Eggplants. <laughs> and avocado. I thought 
Avocados are a berry. They're they're called botanical berries. Botanical berry. Well, because avocados have a stone have a stone center. That to is kind of that's kind of interesting. Yeah. They're also sometimes classified as droops. Yeah. But you know what's interesting? The what's interesting is that strawberries and raspberries are not considered uh, by definition berries. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, the culinary definition of things are kind of weird. Another thing, like, it's a bit of a side, but did you know that peppers, like bell peppers, mm -hmm. are considered both um, fruits and vegetables? I knew they were considered vegetables. I didn't know they were classified as both fruits and vegetables. They, they are a botanical vegetable and a culinary fruit. Wow. Because they have seeds in them, so that technically means, like, they are fruit. Yeah, I never really understood any of this. Like, I don't know why. I, when I see a, a bell pepper, I just treat it more like a vegetable. Same here. Part. I understand people have been debating endlessly about tomatoes, and well, yeah. I always kind of felt like I was raised like when I was early, when I was a young kid, that I thought a tomato was a vegetable, and it took me a long time to realize it was a fruit. Yeah, but like I don't know, it's the definitions are all over the place. Yeah, they really are. So technically, uh, but every time you go to a grocery store, you'll find tomatoes with vegetables and same. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm telling you. Yeah. Does that mean ketchup is a jam? Yes. <laughs> okay. What other facts you got? My last fact is probably my favorite, and I think you'll find this interesting. Have you ever heard of Hans Island? Hans Island. Hans Island. I have not, no. Hans Island is a Greenlandic uh, island that is about uh, 1,290 meters long. The width of uh, 1,199 meters, so it's not a very large island. Okay. But it's situated between Canada and uh, Denmark. So... Because it's within proximity of both these countries, both Canada and Denmark have been having a war dedicating which territory <laughs> it belongs to. I think I have heard this, yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's, it is the, like, it is the lamest war ever because what, how it literally works is, correct me if I'm wrong, the Danish will go to Hans Island, plant a Danish flag, and leave, and then the Canadians will come, knock the Danish flag down, plant a Canadian flag, and then the Danish will do the same thing, and it just repeats. It, it, it's been going on for decades, yeah. actually. That's how you fight a war, folks. Yeah, and the best part is sometimes the Canadians or the uh, the Danish will leave like a bottle of scotch or something. Oh, so it's not people, really a war. The then. people who uh, pick up uh, the next flag or the next territory. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's kind of it, it, it is technically a war. It's a battle of uh, territory, but it's there. It's not like anyone loses their life over. Wait, it. so th I thought this was this little this little. Uh, Feud was between Canada and Greenland, not Canada and Denmark, or is it the Danish? Uh, I believe it's. This, I believe. Uh, I believe Greenland is just called Denmark. It's like it's similar. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They're, it's a Danish country. So. I'm sorry to go back to Trump again, but he did try to buy Greenland from the Danish. That was stupid. <laughs> why? <laughs> Your guess is good. I, I don't know why you'd want to buy Greenland. Yeah. But all right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's. That's kind of funny. It's just like, it really shows how nice we are as a country when we can just have like a simple territory war that yeah. doesn't escalate into anything serious. Yeah. And almost has like this playful vibe. I feel like someone can make a really funny short film yeah. showing Canada and Dan 
and Denmark going back and forth, and like you think, yeah, it doesn't even escalate. It's just yeah. kind of like this dry humor. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm glad you found that interesting. That's uh, my last fact. <sighs> you you provide the brunt of this episode, but I thought I'd throw a few in just for measure. Oh yeah, I know it's good. Um. So, uh, that's all the facts we have for you today. I hope you found this, uh, informative, as well as entertaining. Yeah. So anyways, um, have a good rest of your week, uh, and if you're under lockdown, enjoy. Uh, to the best of your ability, I mean, we gotta have a lot of coping mechanisms, but, uh, try and stay sane, reach out to loved ones, play games, uh, just have fun. Peace. Oh, <laughs>